So some of you might not be aware that beside managing this coffee business, I am also working in the education field. And ever since I entered U.S. education system, there were so many things that I have come to realize in regards of a teacher responsibility. Many parents assume that a teacher is responsible for their student learning. Now, to me, this sentence means very vaguely. Can student learnings always stay in the bubble of knowledge acquisitions, or could it be skills? Whatever student learnings mean to you, it is no doubt that it's important to you. Before I continue my discussions, let me share with you my own personal stories. Before relocation to the U.S., I have lived and experienced K to 12 education in Vietnam. Where assessments were an indication to measure students' ability, and the primary focus was on content knowledge acquisition. I came to believe that my ability had its lim- limits, and they were fully reflected by my performance at school. I struggled to rise above mediocrity and good enough relative to my peers, who took the rigors of academia more naturally. At that time, the Vietnamese education system wasn't as versatile compared to today. Perhaps I could have thrived more readily in a more open-minded pedagogical framework, but this was not an option at the time. I felt pressure to conform to this unitary mode of education, which I were grateful to have access to. In comparison to the alternative, but in a homogeneous society that valued the traditional virtues, would imbue teachers with a sort of unquestionable authority. I felt like I would play in a passive role in my own development. When I were growing up, we sat in a classroom of more than fifty pupils, and we attempted to memorize by rote as many facts as possible by the following day. When we could be caught up in front of the class. To demonstrate the totality of what we have retained, this teaching method is, according to Sawyer, called instructionalisms, to enhance the perceived importance of the teacher evaluation of you. Class rankings were posted publicly. This lack of privacy spurred my anxiety around peer judgment and had a counterproductive effect on my recall, and I found myself unable to ascertain. Whether my uneven performance was legitimately due to the subject matter struggles or social intimidation, the barrier in my personal experience, I believe that I never would have discovered the ways in which my past educational experience had hindered my learning if I had not moved to the U.S. and experienced a different pedagogical approach during my time in college. 
During that time, I had more autonomy in doing what I was interested in, even with grades. During that time, I had more autonomy in doing what I was interested in, even with grades. I was accountable to nobody but me. This created intrinsic motivation to excel rather than extrinsic humiliation when I did not. College was a time of revelations for me. Experiencing a hybrid of Eastern and Western education has allowed me to ask a few philosophical questions that may have not otherwise naturally occurred. How would I know if there were other alternative options that would benefit my ways of learning? How would I know that my past system had taught me shallow knowledge and hinder my creativity? How would I know when it was necessary to risk getting things wrong in order to find a path that was best for me? In my past experience, mistakes were treated as a sign of failure. But if I followed the rules as literally as possible, I could be considered as a good student. In other words, do not be creative. Be like a computer machine. Because of this purpose, I was not accommodated by any alternative interventions. It was only one size fits all approach. This situation reminded me of junk tech. Learning and thinking occur in the context of a learner' beliefs about cognition, which differ as a function of personal, social, and cultural factors. And that was the end of my personal story. Thanks for listening.